the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, look at us. Even though it's Thursday at 6.04 on April the 6th, it's kind of the end of the week. Uh, Tonight marks Jesus' last meal. Esposito, here's what I understand. It's 2023. Do you know the answer to this question? Before Christ, is it from Jesus' birth date or Jesus' death? John Esposito, do you know the answer? I believe it's birth date. He thinks it's birth date. I think it's from his bar mitzvah. Okay, so we have Judge Cam. Wait, I, I have to introduce Joan Pelzer. Joan, there's a microphone. Sambolino. Okay, Joan wants me every show to introduce Joan Pelzer and Matt Sambolino. Um, Matt, you're, you're there? behind the scenes I, team. I am here. Good evening. Uh, Alex. And, and who else is here? Say hello, young man. Hi, everyone. That's Luca Joseph Idala. We have Lino here. We have John Esposito. We have Sophia Esposito. Um, but I am going to bring in the, uh, you know, you learn something new every day. At least I try to learn something new every day, whether it be by reading or I often listen to the radio and I learn something new, especially from my friend in Staten Island. Um, but I learned something from my friend David, uh, my friend Anthony Weiner, that apparently the greatest guest ever on the Idola Power Hour. No, it's not the mayor of the city of New York, not the former mayor of the city of New York. It's not the former governor, Andrew Cuomo. I, you know, it's it's not Lawrence Taylor. It's our next guest, Judge Barry Cammons. Hello, Judge. Happy Pesach. Well, thank you. Uh, and I'm a little surprised to hear that because you had some terrific guests on your show. I'm really not sure what no, it is, is it? that no, I I contribute. But, uh, Probably your charm and good looks. Uh, but also, I think the checks have cleared to your friends, uh, so I think I can go forward. Okay. Uh, so, let, let, all kidding aside, Judge Cammons, let's, let, this was for us lawyers a week ago. A week and about an hour and a half ago, it was announced that Donald Trump was indicted. Remember, we were all here, and then, then the, the indictment broke loose. He's been indicted. It was last Thursday. And now here we are. We've been through indictment. We've been through inda- arraignment. We've seen the indictment. So you've, you've been quoted in the Daily News. You've been on MSNBC. You've been on CNN. Let's talk about how uh, you've, you've written books You've been a, a, a prosecutor, a criminal defense attorney, a judge, now back in private practice. I'm blessed for that. What are your thoughts? Well, with all that experience, I can honestly say it. this past week has been a week that we've never seen before. A former president coming into New York City, uh, being arrested, essentially, although some of, 
accommodations were made. He was like any other defendant coming into 100 Center Street, except for the fact that the world changed and uh, the the whole city was shut down basically because to accommodate yeah, his I'll entry. Yes, the yeah, so it's very. It's the Secret Service at an arraignment is. <laughs> it's it's more than unusual. It's unprecedented and. Uh, just just, just Cavanaugh to give people the inside scoop. Like, how long does it usually take from arrest to arrest? Uh, generally, it could be up to 24 hours. It's, you know, 16, 17 hours. When I was the administrative judge, I tried to get it down even lower. But, it, you know, normally you can't get it below a certain amount. Uh, his arrest to arraignment time was, I'd say, about uh, 14 minutes. Yeah, something along <laughs> those lines. So now that you've seen the indictment, now that you've digested the indictment, and uh, I, I'm not being facetious, but from your first day in the district attorney's office, through your years at the DA, through your years as a defense attorney, your years on the bench, your almost decade with Idala Bertuna and Cummins, I think it's fair to see you've seen tens of thousands oh, yeah, I would say of, so, in, of yeah. indictments. I've presented them, I've defended them, I've ruled on them. What are your thoughts about this particular indictment? And, and let, let me be clear. Judge Cammons is not a, a real political cat. He's not you know, a hard right, hard left. He's a legal guy, written books. Tell me what your thoughts are. Well, it's an indictment that I've never seen before in the sense that it leaves too much uh, for us to try to figure out by reading. The, the counts are somewhat of a grab bag type of multiple choice. It talks about a crime without describing the crime. It, it, as you know, the offering the false instrument is just the first part of the crime, but the second part and it's is a second crime which is not named in the indictment. So the whole world is now trying to figure out. And Mr. Bragg tried to explain it at his uh, press conference. But it's some other crime. It's some election crime, federal, state. It could be a tax crime. It's almost like a multiple choice. And it, it leaves everyone sort of in the dark. And uh, that's why it's like no other indictment that I've seen. And it's something that will have to be fleshed out as we go forward. Defense attorneys are going to find this out in discovery. Hopefully they'll find out which which crime is really uh, being charged. But the other problem is if it's an election law uh, violation, that presents a number of problems. I think, Arthur, you know that there was a gentleman by the name of Bradley Smith who was with you on a show yesterday who said that there is no... I'm not sure his last name was Smith. Was it Smith or was it Taylor? I thought it was Bradley Smith. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll defer. Uh, and he explained in his experience in the as former chair of the uh, of the commission that he did not see a crime here. So it's going to be a, an interesting case from the point of view of determining whether there was any federal or state election law violation. And Judge Juan Machan is going to have quite a full plate in determining whether there was a, a the, the uh, there was legal sufficiency in this in this case. Well, I um, we're going to we're up against the break, but we're going to come back with Judge uh, with Judge Cammons. I get you confused with Leventhal, especially today, Judge Leventhal, because he's made the brisket today, and I'm very concerned that the the Passover brisket came out well. Uh, I don't know. I do we know if Jesus ate brisket? Uh, Im, oh, there's Imran Ansari. He's going to be on next with Kevin McCullough. Imran, do you know if Jesus ate brisket at the last summer? Do you have any? I mean, you're you're uh, you're 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 a good Muslim boy. Do you have any idea what Jesus ate at the last? Summer? I thought. Well, yeah, I think a good, uh, nice brisket with uh, some uh, 
Uh, what do you call them? Latkes? Oh, I was misinformed. <laughs> I thought they sent out for Chinese food. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Which it's it's the last night. Next week we're gonna uh, uh, tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna have uh, a little rerun of Geraldo Rivera on Good Friday. Um, just so you know, the rest of the show, I'm going to bring back Judge Cammons. I want to talk about how hard it is for a judge to rule on these things. And then tomorrow is the opening of the uh, Jacob Jasmine Center, the International Auto Show. So we are going to talk to Lauren Fix live here in the, uh, in the studio. So don't go away. good work partner knows what you need before you need it. That's how it feels when you work with Cintas. Your dedicated Cintas service reps get to know your business and have the industry knowledge that can help you prepare for what's ahead. They'll deliver your team's workwear freshly laundered. Make sure your first aid and safety supplies, mats, mops, and towels are stocked when you need them. And your fire extinguishers are inspected and in working order. Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Eye on Real Estate, New York's longest-running show on real estate, answers everyone's questions. From California to across the Atlantic in London. It's actually Gateshead, a little bit away from London. I've been a huge fan of yours for many a year. Dottie Herman and her expert team will help you through the ins and outs of property ownership. We have great listeners, a great audience, and a great team of professionals. Call 866-970-9622 with your question Saturday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. Is your husband or wife in a hospital or rehab center? Are people telling you that they are not eligible for Medicaid? The cost of a nursing home is $500 a day, $15,000 a month. Are you frightened about bankruptcy just to pay the medical and facility bills? Don't panic. Just call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. These attorneys have been doing this for 40 years. They've helped hundreds of people just like you with the same thing that you could be going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news as bankruptcy. Call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. That's 718-238-6500. With offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island, it's never too late. The time to act is now, so don't wait and call Connors and Sullivan today, 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. And trust me, folks, after you speak with them, you'll be glad that you did. Listen to AM970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Author Idala Power Hour with Sophia Esposito in the house on a Thursday night. Jesus right now was hanging out with his buddies. They're at that long table. They're breaking some bread, the matzah. This is the body of Christ, drinking some red wine. I hope it was a Brunello de Montalcino. That's the blood of Christ. Uh, it's a very special night tomorrow. Uh, Luca will be with me. We'll go to St. Patrick's Cathedral between noon and three. That's a very quiet time. That was when Jesus was on the cross. They put the little the wine on the sponge and gave it to him. Oh, Lord, why have you forsaken me? Uh, on Saturday around noon at my house, uh, we have a tradition of uh, chasing the devil out of the house. Grisha Nobadisha, we tell you uh, the children should grow tall and noble. And uh, the, the devil should leave. God should come in. And then Easter Sunday, God bless me. My mother-in-law will be make some unbelievable lamb. And uh, we'll be back here on Monday. 
Uh, we have Lauren Fix coming up, but I just want to wrap the legal part, the serious part of this thing, uh, this of this show. I guess it's more than a thing with Judge Cammons. Judge Cammons, there are going to be significant motions filed in the uh, the Donald Trump case, and of all the people all over the the airwaves commenting on this, you you know you've ruled on these motions. Tell us the pressure, and if the judiciary has changed so much over the last. 10 or 20 years, that it's almost impossible for a judge to throw this case out? Well, I wouldn't say it's almost impossible, but the, statistically, the, the chances are very slim that a judge would uh, dismiss a case based upon the legal sufficiency of grand jury minutes. Don't forget, you know, when you're reviewing grand jury minutes, is the, the burden on that the prosecution has is much, much lower than the burden at trial. At trial, a prosecutor has to prove uh, his or her case beyond a reasonable doubt. The burden in the grand jury is a very low one. It's something called probable cause. It's the same burden that a, a judge has when signing a search warrant. Probable cause is reasonable cause to believe that a crime was committed and that this individual, a defendant, committed the crime. So a judge really has to review with that in, in mind. And um, it would be the pressure is going to be tremendous on, on Judge But In this particular case, Judge, doesn't the they had to have experts in there on election law, right, to say that there was an election law violation or there was a tax violation or there was some sort of a violation that made the misdemeanor into a felony, correct? Well, there had to be some legal advice. Normally, the prosecutor is a legal advisor to the grand jury, but in order for the grand jury to understand if there was an allegation of a campaign finance a violation. Someone had to explain what that violation is and how it was made out in the testimony. So yes, I would agree there had to be some expertise, whether it's from an expert witness or someone familiar with the with that particular statute. Uh, and that's what Judge Marchand is, is going to be looking for. Uh, without that, I think it may be a problem to... So I am going to editorialize, if I may. Is, can I do that, Your Honor? Yes, you because may. I know yes. you run in these circles. But I don't. I run against these circles in some degree. The the judges who used to be on the bench in Manhattan were, even up to five, six years ago, were the judges who were former assistant district attorneys under Frank Hogan, the storied district attorney who really played it by the book. And those, in my opinion, from what I've seen, because I've been in that courthouse since I'm six years old when my dad was a prosecutor there and introduced me to Frank Hogan, those judges, the judges like... Uh, like Michael Corriero, like uh, Dick Lowe, like Dan Fitzgerald, like the great, who'd we try the crane case in front of, Espo? Roger Hayes. They had McLaughlin. They had the intestinal fortitude to call balls and strikes without fear of repercussion. And I just, and I'm not blaming judge this particular judge. I think it's it's a change in the culture now. That the judiciary kind of goes, goes with the flow, if I can say. Now, to their uh, in their corner, when the judges I just named were making these hard decisions, there was no Facebook, there was no social media, there was no twenty-four hour news cycle, there was no New York Post publishing the ten worst judges in the city of New York. But it's a different era now, and these I mean, I know Judge Marchand is already getting death threats. And I think he also he also has a security detail for himself oh, and perhaps for his wife. I mean, there were comments and, and made by well deserved, you know, yeah. you know, well deserved. I just I just think the culture now is not to 
put your neck on the line, at least in, in the state in the state courts. It, it happens. I will tell you, um, Judge Roger Hayes, when, when John and I tried the, the Crane case, the district attorney himself came in and sat in the courtroom, sat in the front row and looked at the Judge Hayes, and who was going to render a verdict one way or the other. Judge Hayes didn't know, was that a, a, an attempt at intimidation or like, listen, this is my first big case, you know, keep that in mind. Judge Hayes ruled a full acquittal. There are not too many judges out there anymore, and I'm not saying there aren't any, and I'm not pointing to this particular judge, but boy, if he threw this case out because there's no, because there's legitimate insufficiency of the grand jury minutes, he would be under so much pressure and so much scrutiny. But uh, Well, on the other hand, I know Judge Marchand is a seasoned, uh, uh, well-versed judge who follows the law. If there was any case where a judge must be disciplined to follow the law, this is the case. And you heard it here on the Author Idola Power Hour. This is uh, Judge Barry Cammons, according to our avid listeners, the greatest guest ever on the Idola Power Hour. We're going to have Lauren Fix up next. I may not have the opportunity to give you guys a, a happy holiday greeting because whereas Lauren likes to talk, but she's going to be she's great. She's always great. Um, so if I don't get to squeeze it in, happy Passover, happy Easter. Hug your family. As Frank Sedio says, hug your kids, hug your parents, and God bless you. God bless America. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight it's Legal Night on Radio Night Live with our great sponsor, Plaza College, and all of the great programs that they offer. In fact, tonight's program exclusively dedicated to the great work of Plaza College. We'll see you at 7. Today, the fastest growing religion is no religion at all. Do you think religion is good for the world? It only causes troubles and war. This is Kevin Sorbo. In the new movie, Irreligious Nation, my family and I travel to Israel to explore our faith and how lack of religion is affecting our culture and society worldwide. If God exists, is he even relevant today? Is God obsolete? Watch Irreligious Nation at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A child prescribed opioids is 16 times more likely to develop an opioid use disorder. Don't let her toothache lead to your heartache. Be wise about wisdom teeth. Go to drugfreenj.org. I have been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. 
My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuda & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom, you've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Kamen at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamen's fighting for justice, fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala, making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Now, I believe from day one, maybe not day one, but day five or day eight, I have always asked to have Lauren Fix on this show. Uh, anyone who knows me for five minutes, like literally five minutes, knows that I enjoy the world of automobiles. Um, all about them, all different aspects of them. Some aspects I know more than others, but it's just, it's a, it's a hobby. Uh, when I was in law school, I think it was my first semester, <clears throat> I was dating a young woman at the time who I was very close with, and, and my dad's a lawyer, so my parents are taking uh, myself and this young lady out to dinner. So my <laughs> my father made some sort of a comment like, well, Art, you must be reading a lot, huh? And the young lady goes, oh, yeah, he's reading Road and Track, Car and Driver, Automobile. And she goes, he reads everything. He reads the commercials. He reads everything. And, and the, the point is that she was absolutely true. It was absolutely true. I mean, reading Car and Driver is a lot more fun than reading Marbury versus Madison. I didn't need her to tell that to my dad, but um, 
And that, that's been something that's been just a great, great hobby. Couldn't be a little expensive hobby. But um, when Joan and I were putting the show together, I said, you know, let's see if Lauren Fix will come on. And today, on a very special treat, she is right here in my office, sitting right across from me because she's in town for the International Auto... What's it called? The New York International Auto Show. Thank you. So <laughs> welcome to... Is this the first time you've ever been to my office? Second time. Second time. Okay. You were here a couple of... Well, Quite now a few it's years many ago. years yeah. ago. Okay. Before your daughter was married. Yes. Before you were grandma. Yes. And for those of you who don't know what Lauren looks like, she does not look like a grandma. We could just, that's <laughs> about it. And Lauren's not a politically correct person, so I can say she's a very good looking lady. Am I allowed to say you. that? No one's going to get mad. No, at me. I, okay. I thank you. All right. So let's just start um, with the New York International Automobile Show. Now, that this is the same show that goes everywhere at the Javits Center. No, every every single area has a different show. There's local shows like if you're in Milwaukee or Buffalo. Well, okay, but there's but, Detroit, but this LA, New York. Those are the three big ones here in the US. However, Chicago's become very regional. It's a lot of trucks. LA is a completely different show, different clientele. And for New York, people want a mixture of vehicles with SUV, cars, trucks, and exotic cars. And so there is literally everything at the Javits Center. So just so everyone who's listening to this show knows, a minute ago I talked about how much I knew about cars. I don't know. I didn't know that at all. I thought it's the exact same show, no. like Ringling Brothers and Barnum Belly no. Circus. Feels like it's it. It's the same circus no, everywhere you go. That's just the media. We're the same circus. Okay. We're the usual suspects. Have you seen the movie, Usual Suspects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the usual suspects. So in other words, there will be cars in New York that were not in Detroit and L.A. and vice versa. Correct. And there'll be launches, too. Like, every show will have a different presentation. For Detroit, it was kind of small they only showed the 2024 mustang that was good there was a couple of the little like mid-cycle refreshes but and when, when was stuff. the detroit show that's now been moved from the first week of january to the middle of the summer which i don't know why they did it but they did because they were competing kind of with ces what is ces the consumer electronics show which has all the goodies and a little bit of technology it's not really a car show there's too much going on in vegas you have people from all over the world what about L.A.? When is that show usually? L.A. is in November. It's the week prior to Thanksgiving. Uh, that's usually the finalist for the North American Car and Truck of the Year. It's also where we get to drive the, all the World Car finalists, which is very cool on, on both juries. But what it does is it brings in cars like the Cupra, which we don't have here yet. Apparently it's coming. Some really weird cars that we will never get here, like three-cylinder Volkswagen diesel manual shift right-hand drive. So I get to drive some cool cars. So the November show in L.A., is that for is that will be? Will that be this November for the 2024 year or this November? For It'll the be 2023 for this year. For, so this November, it's 2023? Yes. This one coming up? Yes. So you'll. So it'll be, it's always running up to Easter week here. It's right. always the week before Thanksgiving in L.A. These are the two big, big shows okay. that's left. I mean, there used to be a lot of others. Even Geneva's gone. It's completely but Correct gone. me if I'm wrong, but in, oh, really? We'll talk about that in yeah. a second. But. In this this November, mm -hmm. wouldn't they be preview, previewing the 2024 cars? They will be previewing 2024s even at this show here in New York. So okay. you'll get to see some really cool vehicles mm -hmm. that, again, if you order them right away, you'll probably get them. Like, I'm still waiting on a vehicle from December. It's going to take a few months. Now, is it, you know, you're talking about waiting for vehicles. Is there still this, like, COVID drag or is it something It's a else? lot of things. It's a lot of things. So for a while, it was the chip shortage. And everyone asked, well, how did that happen? It happened because people were ordering chips and then COVID hit. So they go, oh, 
oh, we don't want all this. No one's going to buy cars, they thought. So they canceled all their orders. A lot of brands did. Some had them coming in and they took them, but they went through them really quickly. So then they realized people want to buy cars. This People started panicking, especially in the city. I have four friends that called me who live here in Manhattan who said, I need a car, like now. So it caused a whole buzz of people buying cars. Because why? Let's just put it in context. They, they wanted to get, on, to get out of the city. And they didn't want to be on public transportation. And right. They want to be close to people. No cabs, no subways. They didn't want to walk. You know, they scared everyone. So everyone ran and tried to buy a car. So I had friends that live in Brooklyn who went out to Jamestown, New York. They just, they just wanted to get away. I have friends that lived in Manhattan that moved to Jersey. So, you know, everyone had their thing. But then they realize there's a shortage of cars. And so that caused the used car market to go crazy. And so in the meantime, we're still waiting on chips. Now, these are what's called legacy chips. So when you think of like what's in your phone, they're really, really small little chips. And then we're not talking like potato chips. We're talking like really little teeny micron things. And they go into a big assembly. But for cars, they're what's called legacy chips. And they don't really make those anymore. So what you see in your TV, why they're so flat and cool and your computers are, you know, you can touch them. All that's the new stuff. We're still working on the old things. And it's very difficult for a car manufacturer to do the transition. I mean, think about, okay, this model year is going to use all the new chips. Great. So as each one comes up to be due for complete refresh, they can do it. But it has not happened. It's It's been absolutely molasses slow. And so companies like NVIDIA produce a lot of product for car manufacturers. The problem is, is that we're still not up to date because while we all said, I'm not going to buy cars and they canceled those orders, that got filled in with people staying at home buying computers and TVs and phones and all kinds of electronics gaming stations. So that filled the void for the chip manufacturers. And about 80% of the chips come out of China, and the rest come out of Taiwan. And there's a couple here in the U.S., but they're not made here. They're assembled here. They're made in someplace overseas. The chips are assembled here? No, they're or- assembled here, but they got to have them. Right, okay. And now, today, why, are there, why is there such a lag to get new cars? Well, part of it is other parts. Like, for Ford had a problem for a while. They couldn't even get their logo on the front of the truck, so they're not going to ship a truck out without their logo on the front. So they sat there and waited because all, we have been reliant on sending most of our parts overseas for Taiwan, China, Mexico. You pick the country. There's a million countries, India. So instead of making stuff here, we shipped it overseas because it costs less, labor was less, parts costs were less. And now they've kind of put themselves in a pickle because there's a lot of other things going on around the world, as we're well aware. And uh, like, for example, uh, all the materials that go inside a catalytic converter, they come out of the Ukraine. Well, I don't believe they're mining the materials for that right now. They're a little busy with other things. Uh, and then we get some items out of Russia. And, of course, we're not on good terms with them right now. So it's slow walking things to get to us. And, of course, China's on board with Russia. I mean, it's all this politics is in blending in. It's ridiculous. And the bottom line is for you and I, you go to the dealer and you go, I want to buy a car. If it's on the lot and you can pay sticker you're in good shape. Don't pay over. I just had a friend of mine. Oh, people are paying oh, over all over the place. Don't do it. Don't. I have a friend of mine. You probably know him, Jim Cantor. He's on the Weather Channel. I'm. I do their automotive. He called me over the weekend. He says I'm trying to get a truck. They want to charge me thirty thousand dollars over for an F one fifty. I go find another dealer. There's a million Ford dealers. So I connected him with a Ford dealer out of Buffalo because Buffalo and Rochester have agreed that they won't go over ask. So they're going to sell it sticker. That's it, which is actually good for the consumer. And so he went and bought a car, and he's flying up to pick it is up this there week. A, is there a particular deal brand of automobiles that's lagging behind more than others? Is it harder to get a Subaru now than it is to get a Mercedes or anything Everybody's like that? hurting because parts come from all over the world, and they're built all over the world. I mean, the only one you can probably get a good deal on right now is maybe Tesla because he keeps lowering the price. But it's an electric car, and you have to look for that tax credit, and all of that is changing April 18th, it cha- on Friday, before I left to come here, 
they changed the rules again. What are the rules? So uh, they're so complicated. I'm actually going to put out a video on it because they say they're going to change again. So originally it was $7,500 for an electric car. Great. People went out. So if you're thinking about an EV, now's the time to get it because the rules are going to change again. Then April 18th, it has to be made in the USA, and the battery materials, 40% of them, have to come from the U.S. Of course, none of them come from the U.S. None of them. None. So this is going to be a problem, which means they're going to adjust it again. So I would say if you're thinking about buying a vehicle, go for your state and your federal tax credit. If your company offers a discount, take it. I, I know people that have saved ten grand easily uh, off of buying a brand new car. So that could be advantageous if that's what you're looking for. If you think you want a gasoline-powered or a hybrid, there's some amazing options. I just drove the Prius Prime. Pretty impressive. I mean, it's a plug-in. You don't have to use it that way, but it gives you the best of both worlds, and you still get the tax credit. So anyone who's who's listened to you and, and some of my buddies who listen uh, to you on a regular basis here, mm-hmm. they feel uh, your uh, love, let's put it <laughs> that way, for the electric vehicle. How do you feel about the hybrid vehicle? I like the hybrids. I think it gives you the best of both worlds. Like I said, I drove the Prius Prime. You get the hybrid portion, 52 miles to the gallon, drives just like anything else. You, you want to go on a road trip, you don't need a second car. You just fill it up with fuel and you're on your way. You want to charge, you get about 46 miles of electric range. And there's a lot of vehicles like that. Uh, I just drove the Volvo XC90. It's a neat thing because it's gas and it's plug-in. So you can pick both. And it, and together, it has like 525 horsepower. It's like a lot. It's you big. know which car I want to ask you about? What? The new hybrid that came out. What? I don't know if you touched it yet. Probably, but what is it? The Alfa Romeo Tonale. I have driven that. You I did? drove it back in November. Okay. So it is actually cool. It's the same, it, believe it or not, don't don't be, hit your feelings hurt. It's the same thing as the new Dodge Hornet RT. I know, no, but they, they share Which is the also very thing. cool. The Dodge Hornet RT is a really neat. The commercials are fabulous. But uh, I like the Tonale. But I like Alfa Romeos, and that's sort of like the entry level. I'm a huge fan of the Stelvio and the Julia. And you know, my two <laughs> two of my lawyers here have mm-hmm. Stelvios, a red one and a blue one. Quadrifolios? And they, no, no, take it easy. <laughs> but I will tell you, I, I a friend of mine who had the Quadrifolio, he actually took it back. Really? He, he said it's too much. Oh, my gosh, it's I've never like, heard of that. Well, because you're from <laughs> Buffalo. But when you drive in Manhattan... Right. You know, but you don't you need a 500, 505 horsepower. I mean, he's like, yeah. it's really. You can go up to Monticello, car. though, and open it up. Right. But most of us don't have that going on. I yeah, mean, I you, you realize I drive an Abarth that has a 160 horsepower engine. I I it's mean, so funny. I picked up my port. I have a 911. I picked it up from a guy out of Colorado Springs who said it was too fast. I was like, not too fast for me. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's you, a specialty car. It's very fast. So he picked it up and just bought like a cabriolet, just a little convertible. Uh, my buddy Dave Spring taught me an expression, which I, I live by. Okay. I like to drive slow cars fast. So like my Alfa Romeo Spider that's got 100 horsepower in it. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going 45 miles an hour, and it feels like I'm flying, <laughs> flying. And I look down, I'm going below the speed limit. When the top is down, it's like, <laughs> and it's just, it keeps you out of trouble. Yeah, well, I guess, but, but you have the, the means to, if you do get in trouble, how to get out of it. Well, look who's talking. You must have more credentials than I do. I'm sure you do. I have a radar detector. So, well, <laughs> yeah, do they work? Let's yes, talk they about do. that for a second. Yeah, Valentine is the one I like. And they work. Yeah, I, Valentine or Escort are both excellent. I mean, they've both been around for a while. I mean, right. they've obviously Well, evolved. Valentine created the Escort. Mike Valentine created the Escort radar detector, and then sold he it? sold it to another to a large company, and then he started his own company called Valentine. It's all like military grade. You want it upgraded, you send it in. It takes forever to get it back, and then finally you get it back, and you can and it's all upgraded. Now there are states where radar detectors are illegal, correct? That is true. 
Not yeah. New York. Though. No, D.C., the District uh, of Columbia, if you get caught with a radar detector, or the state of Virginia, or I think Oregon is the other one. There's three states, and Canada. If you get caught with it, they're going to take it or smash it. In Canada, they smash it. That's interesting. You can, I don't know if you can do that here. It's somebody else's property. So what do they do? Yeah, but it's illegal. Like, at least they could probably take, they a could gun. take it. They could probably take a gun off of you and destroy it. Okay, well, that's um, different, yeah. But um, what is a radar detector? De- I mean, it's not it's not just radar anymore, right? Isn't there laser, lasers yes. and all that There's kind of There's X. Uh, K, K, A, Wideband, Stalker, and Laser. So a lot of different things. The funny thing is, is the people that make the radar guns also make the radar detectors. Isn't that great? So you make the problem and the solution. Oh, I like it. So, uh, and what does it do? It, it actually, it, isn't it, it? It fair warns you. It's supposed to keep you in check. It fair warns you when basically the cop is checking on someone else's car? Is that what it is? Anybody's it car. It? Well, laser's different. If you get caught on laser, you're done. Just call it a day. I usually Pull over. I take down the radar detector so it's not insulting and if they see it and I just go I just try not to be I'm trying to be respectful you know and I put it down and usually it's a conversation and you yeah I will sometimes you. end up with a ticket and sometimes if you're cool about it and admit I was speeding yeah I'm right. sorry no no the best thing to do is pull over soon like as soon yeah, as you don't know they going away <laughs> you know sometimes I'll see the guy on the side of the road yep. and I'll pass by and I'll look at the rearview mirror I see him pull up, pull out I just pull right over and they they really appreciate that yeah and you, and really I always keep my hands on the steering wheel yep. you don't want to cause any them to be concerned. Correct. You don't want them to have their hands on their firearm. Absolutely. That would be bad. All right, we're going to take a quick break right now, and we're going to come back with Lauren Fix. If you're a business owner, imagine getting up to $26,000 per employee. There's still time for business owners to file for the Employee Retention Tax Credit Program. This program is for business owners who continue to pay their W-2 employees during the COVID pandemic. Many businesses qualify and simply do not know it. All business types and industries may qualify. You can claim the credit even if you received a PPP loan. This is a cash payment and not a loan and can be claimed now. The licensed CPAs and tax professionals at DH Tax and Consumer Consulting have been serving business owners across the country for over 15 years. The best part is that until you receive your cash payment, you don't pay us a dime. Our tax credit specialists are available now at 833-ERC-FILE. And your tax payment estimate is quick, easy, and free. That's 833-ERC-FILE to qualify you and your business for up to $26,000 per W-2 employee for free federal aid. Call us now at 833-ERC-FILE. That's 833-ERC-FILE. Folks, have you heard that our morning host Joe Piscopo and Steve Perillo have put together a special intimate trip to Rome and Sicily for our AM970 listeners? Do you want to go? It's simple. Just call 800-431-1515, 1-800-431-1515, and say, I want to go to Apollonia's hometown with Joey P. Please make it happen. How does that sound? You go to Rome for three nights, including a special intimate performance by Joe Piscopo. Then you fly directly to Sicily, visiting Catania, Taromi, and Palermo. See medieval towns like Savoca and Forza de Agro in Messina. Why these towns? Because we're going to visit some of the iconic sites from the famous Godfather movie. How cool is that? Can't leave Sicily until you have a wine tasting in the shadow of Mount Etna. You'll do that too. And then on to Palermo for three more nights. Nine nights in all. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. Be a part of this special event. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515. Or go to perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer.
to the Author Idala Power Hour. I am sitting here enjoying myself so much talking to the car goddess, Lauren Fix. So you and I have spoken off the radio a little bit about the future of automobiles. Mm -hmm. And I know you talk about sometimes alternatives to electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. Give us, give the listeners here at AM 970 the answer, Lauren Fix, our car guru, some alternatives to just plug-in cars. Okay, well, besides, besides the hybrid. Straight. Besides the hybrid. Well, obviously, right now we have diesel, we have gas, we have hybrid, we have hybrid plug-in, and we have electric. But there are other options. Okay, and hold on. What's the difference between hybrid and hybrid plug-in? Okay, a hybrid would be like a regular Prius. Right. So it's or a Venza. You know what I mean? You can drive it. A Toyota Venza. You can drive it. You don't have to plug it in, but you're still getting amazing fuel economy, like 60 miles. Because the engine is charging batteries. Is that what's happening? It's a combination of electric and a combination of gasoline. And so when you hit the brakes or you're coasting, it has regenerative brakes and that charges the battery. And it's just enough to, you know, it's good for that low speeds and you're like cruising around, picking up your kids, waiting in line. And we all stand. So is that a good New York City? Option, yeah, it's a great a, option. A non-plug-in hybrid. Yeah, when you get out on the highway, you can open it up and you don't have to stop anywhere. The plug-in is the same thing, but in order to charge the battery, it's charged by you plugging it in the wall or chugging, plugging it into a level two charger. So that's an option. But all electric, obviously, is all battery. So the other options that are coming, right now the testing is going on in Chile, Australia, Germany, here in the U.S. It's synthetic gas. And actually, there's an article that uh, Tim Stevens just put into Car and Driver. He got a chance to go down to Chile and actually see the plant and try it in a Porsche Cayenne diesel. So um, he pumped it up. No big deal. Took off and synthetic drove it. Synthetic gas. Synthetic. So all it is, just like, think synthetic oil. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. So for your car, you have a choice when you go to get your oil change. you want regular? Mm-hmm. you want a combination? Or do you want synthetic? Now, originally, when synthetic oil came out, like Mobile One and Red Light right, right, was right. super expensive. Now it's pretty reasonably priced. And would you suggest people use synthetic oil? When... Yes, absolutely. I put it in the collector cars, you put it in the daily drivers, Every everything okay. I, mean, I own I is full synthetic, not a blend. But think about this for gasoline. You put it in your tank, there's no changes, no modifications to your 1994 Toyota Camry. You can still drive it because people can't afford to get rid of their cars and buy a new one, or they would. Especially, you know, especially well, not necessarily. Well, I like my old cars. But right, I'm saying you want to be able to drive your Alpha yes. down the road. Someone who's got an older car that can't afford something new wants to have something that so they can drive. So synthetic gas, is that, I'm it's assuming coming. you've seen it's the not I, here yet. Have you seen the movie Cars 2? Yes. <laughs> all in all. That was that. He was, yeah. had this special gasoline, and then he was able to blow the cars up with that. Right. Little, like ethanol. That's yeah. like ethanol because it is a higher octane rating. But ethanol is in gasoline, so be careful with that also. You gotta, I, because of you now, every time I look, it's got to be 10 or less. It can't right. be 15. You no. mess things up. Not in your cars. Right. You're going to have problems. Uh, older I look, cars, I, I would sure. never have known that until you well, told me. Well, the E85, that. everyone goes, oh, it costs the least amount. I'll just pump it in my car. The problem is it's 85% ethanol. So when you see E. 85% or 15%. 15% if you see a letter E, that right. stands for ethanol, and then the number tells you the percentage of ethanol. So E85 okay. is 85% ethanol. Not good. It'll overheat your engine. If you're looking at E15, I wouldn't use it, but you could, I guess, if you... If but mostly I see 10. 10 is pretty standard across the country. Okay. So they want to, of course, go to E85, but the problem is for every bushel of corn, take seven bushels of corn to make one gallon of ethanol. Wow. That's a problem. So we're cutting down our food supply in order to make gas. 
It's like, it doesn't make sense. So in 25 years, my daughter is one. So in 25 years, yeah. when I buy her, her, her first car at 26 years old, after she graduates law Buy school. her whatever she wants. Okay. But we, we, we're kind of, uh, how are we going to be powering these cars in 25 Well, years? you will still see gasoline. We're never going to get rid of it, even though the president has said, oh, we're going to be out of fuel. It's not going to happen. We use the derivatives of, of fossil fuels every day in literally everything any plastic any glass uh, medical supplies paper pencils glass every single thing you touch your clothing i mean i spend a ton of time working with the different instant different um groups and associations finding out about what makes what it'll blow your mind how much derivatives of oil and gas is being used in literally from the microphone we're talking to to the clothes you're wearing to the car you drive every single thing has a derivative in it and so we're never going to get rid of it so i think gasoline will be available it may get expensive, and I highly doubt prices are going to stay where they are today. Right now, it looks like with OPEC cutting back on production, that's going to affect us. We've reduced our strategic oil reserve. We've stopped producing oil and gas here as much as the president will allow for. And that's going to make gas prices go to around $5 a gallon easily by summer. And that's not good for the average person. It's going to hurt a lot of people. It's good for my fiat. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> I filled but, up the other day. It was $31. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I have a diesel SUV and it cost at one point it was over $100 to fill up. Last time I filled yeah, it up, it was like 60. That'll go a while. A diesel 700 SUV. miles on a tank. Okay, that's why I so, love it. Uh, exactly. So you got to 38 you gotta miles of the gallon all day long. Okay. But where, so where are we, what kind of fuel are we going to use in 25 years? Is there still be gasoline? They'll be synthetic. Okay. I think you might see compressed natural gas. A lot of manufacturers like Hyundai, BMW, the, a lot of the German manufacturers are also looking at hydrogen. I was just going to say, in Italy, cool. a couple of my friends, like, they had old launches mm-hmm. that were, but the but the Thema, the four-door sedan yeah. with a big trunk, and they, they have, like, a big tank, almost looks like a barbecue, you know, tank, yeah. like one of those. Like, Fill it up and go. Yeah, and it's that a lot cheaper. That's right. That's why they would have all that because it's less expensive. Well, it depends. I mean, that's an older car. You wouldn't do that with a newer car. No. But but there are going to be new cars. Hyundai's already working on it. We're supposed to be driving those in the next year or two. That'll be cool. And I have driven. Honda had the I think it was the Mirai they had on the. It was only in California where you actually went and pumped uh, hydrogen into it. It was the coolest thing. You, you just open the open the thing and pump it in like regular gas. You you don't know the difference. You don't feel any different. It fills up in the same time, and you were on your way. And we tested the. Oh, my God. Six, seven years ago. So we know it works. The problem is the infrastructure. Same thing with electric. There isn't an infrastructure. And that means that either you switch your gas tanks at at all the gas pumps to having one with hydrogen or two or we don't. All right. So, Lauren Fix, tell us a little bit about your where people could find you and what you do and how that all works. Well, I cover more than car reviews and first looks of new vehicles. I cover the auto shows and I also give you news. So you have car smarts because knowledge is power. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Car Coach Reports, any form of social media at Lauren Fix. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-F-I-X. OK, so coming into 2024, mm-hmm. 2023, 2024, what are the, the first give me like the hottest brands, just not the actual vehicle? What oh, is, wow. is it Hyundai? Hyundai, is, Kia, Genesis, for sure. So, Genesis is so Korea. killing it. Oh, yeah. Korea's crushing. Have you not seen the new Genesis? Yeah, no, they're beautiful. All I, of them. I got to ride from the airport in a G90. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, all of them are beautiful. Yeah. Like all the, the they, I mean, they really, they did real, real well with that. 10-year, 100,000-mile warranties is what made them shine. And then they got the Telluride and the Palisade, the three-row SUVs. They're selling as fast as they can make them. The um, And they're made here in the U.S. When I was in law school, my, my classmate Aaron, Mm-hmm. She got I like the first Elantra. 
Wow, right? that, that was 30 years Totally ago. changed since then. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, back then, it was like it was the second cheapest car after the Yugo. Oh, um, yeah, you don't want that. No, you don't want that. That's the like a Lada, which so is a Russian the, so car. So the Koreans are really crushing it. What's up with Nissan? They seem to be... They're struggling a little bit. Right. But I think part of that Carlos Ghosn thing, I think you and I discussed it many times ago, many, many months ago. They're still struggling. They'll figure it out. They're, they're changing their product. They've got the new Aria, but that, you know... Lots of changes going on. I know they just had a shrinkage in their staff uh, just on Friday. So um, hopefully Toyota and Honda still Toyota is making a ton of products. As Honda's fast as doing well. Honda's doing well as as well. Mazda. But Mazda's coming around. They they just came up with Love a three row SUV. I think that's an underexposed brand. People don't think about it when you drive one. They're really nice. Really nice. They've My done buddy a great Chris Aston has one, and I the big one, the nine. Yeah, I, I, I love. Wait, it. you see the new one, the ninety. Yeah, it's I mean, really it's nice. very well appointed inside mm-hmm. the, the automobile. And how are we doing with the American brands? How's Buick doing? How's Cadillac doing? Well, the ge- General Motors as a whole, I just actually, in my driveway as we speak, there's, there's a, some gorgeous Cadillac. There's a Cadillac CTS5 V-Series Blackwing. Oh, the Supercharged V8. That's an awesome car. <laughs> it's over 600 horsepower. I'm like, this is my kind of car. Yeah. And I'd tell you what, there wasn't a thing about it I didn't like. I was no, super impressed with it. It's a beautiful but car. But they have electric cars, and they want to go all electric. I don't know if that's the wisest yeah, choice. You need work, to have a mix. L, that L one. What's it called? The Luxo? The, Who's the oh, Cadillac? The, the Cadillac. Me, um, I apologize. But anyway. The, the Lyric. Yeah, the Lyric, it's a pretty yeah. car. Yeah. I mean, visually from the outside. Yeah, it's really cool looking. How about Buick? Uh, Buick does a lot of mainstream cars right now. They want to go electric, but that's what they want to do with everything. GMC, excellent trucks. That's all they make is trucks. Uh, the, the luxury line of the Chevy truck. Uh, for Ford, Lincoln is really killing it. Their product is excellent. Buick's expensive. 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 I know. I have friends that have bought Escalades, and I'm like, how much is that? You know, it's, uh, yeah. it's it, at the right. And what about? Not Escalades. I'm sorry. I know. The, um, Escal- the, the Navigator. Escal- navigator. Right. Escalade is a Cadillac. Yeah. I, like, I think she's wrong about that, but yeah. I don't ever want to correct you. You can correct me. Um, it's totally fine. Th- that is, and, but that's basically a rebadged Ford Expedition. Is well, the, I think there's a lot more luxury. They yes. have this, you know, uh-huh. all about Absolutely. insulation and more technology, and they come fully loaded. I have a new Corsair coming to my house next week so i'll get to see the, the 24 yeah is the is the suburban still the biggest vehicle uh, passenger vehicle that or an expedition xl okay because they don't make the excursion anymore okay. i had one of those they were great when you had to bring kids the places um, you know and what else i want to ask you oh chrysler is they so what do they have well left? it's now 300 well wait a minute stellantis isn't the new name they're owned by a french company now so there's no more chrysler is chrysler, chrysler is the name there's some brands there's okay the 300 is going away so you got chrysler dodge ram they also own alfa romeo maserati fiat right? fiat i'm missing something in there somewhere jeep. But, and jeep yes that's what it was see i know things about cars. but i'll tell you what the last dodge challenger is beautiful is called the Demon 170. I know, crazy. And I have posted on my website what it looks like for a 1,025 horsepower to launch. I actually am ordering one of those. Are you? <laughs> Just because it's a collector. You're like a speed demon. I know, but I'm a collector too. So that's a collection car because that is the last. And I talked to, to the head designer, Ralph Giles, at uh, Stellantis because we all judge at the car shows and everything. And I said, hey, you know, what's going to be the last one? He says, there's seven last. There's like a ghost and all these really cool cars. And he says, wait for the seventh one. It's going to be crazy. 
Right. So I'm excited. So a th- 1,025 horsepower on the street. If you use pump gas, it's 800 horsepower, which is a lot. But I'm not going to drive it. I'm probably going to park it and just plug it in and put it in my museum because it's that cool of a piece. All right. So, I mean, Lauren, I could talk. <laughs> you talked to you for three shows. So <laughs> I, I just want to talk about that part of it. Yeah. So a car like that. Mm-hmm. Like when when I want to go real scenario, I would like to put a Corvette in somewhere in my garage. Right? Okay. Now I want the C4 just because I grew up on it. Yep. I loved it. It's well, no, 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 whatever. Yep, yep. But a late, a late model C4, like 93, 94, 95, 96. Mm-hmm. But I shy away when I see one that's got like 3,000 miles on it, even though it's really? very expensive. Well, because isn't everything like dried up and, and it hasn't been run and there's no lubrication going through all the rubber it and all that It depends who took care of it and how they took care of it. Like we have everything in a heated climate controlled conditions. We maintain everything. We check the tire pressure. It runs yeah, on a that's trickle not charger. Typical. Yes, it is. If you're collecting it with super low well, miles, you, it is. But if you're saying, oh, no, my, my father bought it and he parked it in the garage yeah. and he never really drove it, right. that, then you might have. You know, mice that have moved in and things like that's a different story. So you buy from, well, you let me know when you're ready, but you can buy something that's a high performance model. Don't just buy a typical Corvette of that year. You want like a Z06 or a Z01 or. Okay. You want. You know the the difference in the price? Oh, yeah. It makes a big difference. Like three times. Well, it depends what you're doing with it. Like the Z06. I just want to drive it. I'm not, I don't, you know, I'm not, I want to drive it. That's what I want to do. Then get whatever makes you happy. I just want to drive it and I don't have to worry if there's a nick or a bump or this or that. Mm -hmm. I. The prices Love are right. Cars. They're reasonable right now for just seventeen thousand dollars. I know. They're nothing. Dollars. I mean, it's for a Corvette. Yes, I'm aware. I know. Like a convertible, a beautiful one with like forty thousand miles. Yeah, and you can, and you know what? You have to have it checked out. Like any no, no, anytime no, you course. buy a used vehicle, I, a Dominic and Enzo, Final yeah. Touch. You yeah. I mean, Kings Foreign Motors. There they, you go, Arturo. So I, I again, I, Lauren, I'm, Sam Bellino's going to kill me. But when I bought my first car, when yeah. I left the DA's office, um, I wanted. I saw this beautiful Porsche nine four four. Nice. Right. This is 1993. I had to move from living away in law school, living away in college. Now I got to. Now I'm a lawyer, and I'm making such a small amount of money as a prosecutor. I have to move back to my parents' basement. So the le- uh, true. I mean, I cried the day I had to move in. So the least I was going to do, I'm like, I got to get a, a car. At least, at least you got good meals. I got yes, I got good <laughs> meals. That's a whole other story. But um, I so I find this poor nice this nine four four and. Thank God I brought it to Enzo because we get in the car and it's pristine outside and inside. We take it, we take it on the highway and Enzo comes and goes, Arturo, look at the, look out at the back. Just black smoke. Oh, oil burner. <laughs> just flying out of the car. So I brought it back. I was like, no, thank you. And then I wound yeah. up buying for $1,800 an Alfa Romeo Spider. Wow. I that put, was a good deal. I, I put, if you should see it, I put about a 1000 bucks into it because it needed brakes and this and that. And my mechanic, Giuseppe, said, Arturo, he goes, the engine, uh, he goes, you'll get three, three, thirty five hundred miles and I'm going to have to do a little an engine job. Yeah. He almost hit the mileage to the dot. And oh, I, had the, I had the head redone, which wasn't crazy. It was like 700 bucks. Yeah, that's nothing today. And that was in 1994. And you and still have it? It's my favorite car. That's I have awesome. a lot of cars. It's my favorite car. It was my car of my youth. That's cool. I got it at 25, 20, and I'm 55. So that's that's awesome. 30 years. It's 30 that's years amazing. right now. Right now. Wow. I got it in April of 19... Of two, oh, listen, yeah, 1993. That's 30 awesome. years right now. I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. All right, Lauren, I have to let you go. I mean, we just did a whole show. So I hope uh, I hope everyone uh, who doesn't like cars, I apologize. And everyone who loves cars, well, God bless you. Lauren, tell us um, the, the car show, which is playing at the Javits Center, is what, this whole week after Yeah, it opens Easter? Good Friday, and it runs for a following week. 
Okay. Wonderful. I'm very, very happy. And um, I want to thank Lauren Fix. Lauren, tell them one more time how to find you. You can find me on YouTube at Car Coach Reports, any form of social media at Lauren Fix. There you go. All right, folks. Thanks so much for listening to my. You you, you actually entertained me uh, by listening to uh, all of this car stuff. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.